It's the next level. Are you crying? No. Are you crying? Are you crying? There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. Do you ever fantasize about being killed? Do you ever wonder about all the different ways of dying? You know, violently. I wonder, like, what would be the most horrible way to die? Well, hello, Mr. Fancy. The following program may contain mature subject matter. Discretion is advised. From the Next Level Network of Podcasts and Studio Zero, I welcome you back to What Lurks Behind Podcast Zero. And by the power of Grayskull, I am your host, Postmortem Paul. Okay, so quickly, not the episode I had intended on bringing to you guys this week. Um, unfortunately, due to scheduling conflicts and whatnot, I wasn't able to bring a guest on this week. So I'm doing a little mini episode, um, more or less to put my viewpoints out there, uh, you know, on this little series that came from Netflix that has caused quite a rift in popular culture, especially amongst uh, very grown men in their 40s and 50s. Um, you know, there's no crying in baseball. There's no crying in baseball! Apparently there's crying in Eternia. Uh, <laughs> some people not happy with the new Netflix series, Masters of the Universe Revelation. Notice it's not called He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. But okay, anyways, um, how to do this. Because the thing is, is that the series is not half as bad as you're being told. Um, for those of you who haven't watched it yet, I should warn right now, there will be some spoilers. And for those of you who don't like this, you may want to stop listening now because you're not going to like what I have to say. Because while not maybe the greatest animated series I've ever watched in my life, it's not Batman the animated series, so no, but... I didn't mind this. I actually kind of liked it. I thought it was pretty good. I liked the deep cuts. I liked that it went deep into the lore. I liked that we gave Orko this like huge moment that we've never given him in any of the episodes. And you have to keep in mind, Masters of the Universe, the original series, went 130 episodes. In 2002, there was one season was 26 episodes, and then I think they followed it up with another 13. Um... So you're looking at 39 episodes there. He-Man's been in a lot of these episodes. Well, along comes this series. For five episodes, we decided we were going to make He-Man the ultimate hero. He made the ultimate sacrifice. He is the biggest hero of the five episodes. But that didn't mean shit to people because He-Man wasn't there to hold their hand for all five episodes. Um, some of the times we saw He-Man, he was in a flashback. 
And up until the fifth episode, big spoiler here, we thought he was dead. He wasn't dead. He was in Praternia. He was in another realm. Uh, basically, sort of like a heaven. So he was rewarded for his ultimate sacrifice. Think about that for a minute. Okay, because while everyone was going on about how this is the Tila show, and, oh, we're feminizing a He-Man show. No, actually, He-Man was still the biggest fucking hero of the whole thing. Um, and on top of that, makes another ultimate sacrifice when he's granted this reward of living in this beautiful paradise of Praternia, and instead chooses to pass up on it to go back with his friends to save Eternia and the universe again. Sorry, man. I don't know what show you guys were watching, but He-Man is pretty much one of the most badass characters in this in these five episodes. I don't know where people got that this was the Tila show because Tila got upstaged in two episodes by He-Man easily. Secondly, this was kind of like a Fellowship of the Rings kind of thing. I mean, first off, you have like this big cataclysmic event. Skeletor and He-Man are thought to be dead and gone. No, Skeletor is hidden in the little ram's head of the staff. And He-Man's, you know, Adam is off in Praternia. But of course, we jump to conclusions. Oh, they're dead. They're dead. This sucks. This isn't a He-Man show. I grew up with He-Man. I need my testosterone, damn it. Where's my He-Man? I need him to hold my hand. No, you don't. Um, and here's the thing also. I saw that people were saying that, you know, this was a very woke series. We're feminizing it. The feminists are having their way. Okay, so you have Tila, you have Evil Lynn, and you have Andra. Andra's from the comics, by the way, for those of you who don't know. Okay, so there's part of your fellowship, and then you have... Orko, you have Roboto, at times you have Cringer, uh, Man-at-Arms makes an appearance. All right, so there's already, well, Roboto's not male, he's not female, he's really not, not he's not anything, but you have three males and a robot. Um, and then let's look at the villains. Uh, aside from Evelyn, who's actually working with Tila at this point, you have Triclops, you have Trapjaw, you have Whiplash, um, Stinkor, <laughs> Badly voiced by Jay Muse, I might add. But anyways, whatever. It is what it is. You have Scareglow. Um, there's a lot of male characters in this. Um, not to mention, like, in, you know, some people might say, well, what about Queen Marlena and the Sorceress? Well, they're kind of both, like, MIA because, like, Queen Marlena is only in the first episode. And, you know, after Adam, quote unquote, dies, um, you know, we don't see her again. And the sorceress is kind of doing like a thing where in like the live action movie where it looked like she was dying. Well, in this, she's kind of dying, which I might add, I like the references to the live action movie as well, because when Skeletor does come back because he was never dead, um, he goes all Skele God, you know, and where have we seen that before? We saw that in the live action movie with Dolph Lundgren and Frank Langella. So deep cuts on that, uh, deep cuts on the whole subternia and preternia thing. Deep cuts on Scareglow, which was only an action figure, never animated. We gave him life, made him sound like Candyman, but I'm okay with this. Um, and and that's the thing, too. Like, But supposedly, it's a woke. It was a bait and switch. Fuck you guys, man. I don't think you guys know exactly what you watched. And I know that, you know, people are listening to this podcast telling me the same thing. They're going, fuck you. You don't know what you watched. Maybe I don't. 
you know what? I've always said I'm the stupid guy pretending I'm smart. At least I can admit it. Um, unlike most people who seem to think that their opinion is the right opinion all the fucking time. Um, I understand Kevin Smith is fucking pissed about this. He even made a comment in Variety Magazine where he even said, do you think Mattel would ask me to make a fucking series without He-Man in it? Like, let the story play out. We have five episodes of of ten for sure. There's a, a another five coming. Which Chris Wood, who is the guy voicing Adam and He Man, has even said when he first looked at the script for the first half, he was like, "This is it." And they said, "Hold on." And then he read the script for the second half, and he's even said himself, "If you're pissed off with the first half, make sure you watch the second half because you're getting what you want." It's sad that he had to do that. Because we can't let stories tell themselves. I've never, you know, this whole idea of social media. I know it. All, I always sound like the grumpy man and blah 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 and all this other shit. But here's my thing with the whole social media thing. We've gotten so used to instant gratification that we want it from fucking everything. I kind of wish that this He-Man series would have spread itself out over five weeks and possibly ten weeks if we could have had part two right away. I wish we could have had all ten episodes done like that but then again at the same time for probably a good couple weeks i would hear nothing about you know nothing but oh tila with her lesbian haircut i love how we say it's a woke show that it's so socially conscientious and at the same time people are con call calling her haircut lesbian um wait what uh and that's the other thing too i might add for those of you who keep saying that it's a socially conscientious show and we're all about social justice warrior shit okay so for the 130 episodes that you watched when you were a kid did you not realize that every single episode was socially conscientious did you not realize that there was a moral to every story did you not realize that at the end of every episode they had some public service announcement with adam or orco or one of them telling us you know drugs are bad kids being good is good being evil is evil yes for 130 fucking episodes in that original series that you hold so dear to your heart it was a social justice show you dub dipshits like i don't i seriously don't think people understand masters of the universe sometimes and okay so you don't have he-man it's still a He-Man show because as we found out by episode 5, he didn't die and he made the made the ultimate sacrifice twice, making him like one of the biggest fucking badasses in the show. And you know what the worst part is? And I've had a lot of people throw this in my face about how, well, Kevin Smith wasn't even a He-Man fan. No, you're actually you're actually right about that. You know, he even specifically said when He-Man came out, he was a teenager, which would make sense because I was 8 years old. When it came out, and he's about six years older than me, so he would have been 14 when it came out. And he even said, He-Man to him seems stupid because there were no stakes involved. You could have Skeletor drop a thousand feet from the sky, land on the ground, and no bruises, bumps, or cuts. Nobody ever got killed, nobody ever got stabbed, there was no threat, and every episode ended the same, with the good guy winning and the bad guy losing. So Mattel goes to Kevin Smith. He, they went to him. This isn't the other way around, kids. Mattel went to Kevin Smith and said, we love what you did with Daredevil. We love what you did with Green Arrow. We love a lot of what you've done when you've taken things on a serious spin. We want you to do our Masters of the Universe show, and here's the ideas we have. They basically laid the story out in front of him, and he made one question. He said, 
can I put stakes involved? Can I have people actually get stabbed and killed? And they say, go ahead, make it for adults then. It's the only thing he brought to it that they didn't already come up with. So this was a Mattel idea, not a Kevin Smith idea. But then also, you have a guy who specifically even said, I wasn't the biggest Masters of the Universe fan. As a matter of fact, I thought it was kind of hokey and childish. I never really cared for it much. But yet he knew enough to go into the deep lore and find out about Paternia, Subternia, all these characters that you never knew about. He read the comics, he did his history, he did backstories and everything, and comes up with this wonderful idea, As although I think it was actually Mark Bernardin who came up with this one because he wrote the episode, I believe, where Orko basically says the reason where he like where he got his name was because when he was younger he had a hard time talking and his name was actually Oracle but he couldn't say it right so it came out Orco and all the kids and all the other trollins and whatnot all made fun of him and that's how Orco stuck fuck man that was a goosebumps moment like that that was fucking awesome there's a great moment between Tila and Cringer that actually like people even said like why am I getting the fucking feels from Cringer? But this was awesome because Kevin Smith knew enough to to oversee because he he oversaw the story. Even though like you know, Mattel basically gave him the idea, but he's still as ex, as executive producer and showrunner, he has to overlook a lot of shit here. And he knew that this would be a an emotional moment, and that's the thing he brought heart to it. You know, everybody used to talk about how, like, the TV show The Flash, they always had heart, humor, and, what, spectacle or whatever. Kevin Smith basically did that with this series, and yet he got shit on for it. It's like, you know what? I don't, I'm, I don't know. Maybe I'm just a different kind of person. I know, like, I like a lot of B-movies that most people think is shit. Maybe, I, maybe it's me who's got bad taste and shit. I don't know. But I just... I didn't get it. I didn't understand. I, I When I'm watching this, I don't get a quote-unquote woke feeling from it. I don't see it as being some libtard thing and all. I, I, I've, seriously, I've seen so many fucking negative comments. And that's the thing, too. Again, we have something that is, you know, put together with a lot of passion. A lot These people put a lot of hard time and work into this. The voice actors put a lot of hard work into this. You know, the animators and, and Bear McCreary even made a beautiful score for this. And right away, the first thing people did was shit all over it. And I mean, I liked it. What was, was it Variety Magazine wrote? Kevin Smith made a series specifically for the hardcore, diehard He-Man fans. The ones that know everything in and out that they basically could put together their own Wikipedia fucking page. That they know so much, they could even probably tell you dimensions of, you know, He-Man's biceps and shit like that. That's how well they're supposed to know this. And they turned around and shit on it. And it was, is you know, Variety Magazine's article basically said, Kevin Smith made the perfect He-Man show for the OG fans, OG fans. And yet they still were angry. It's like, that's the world we live in. Because we just apparently can't please anybody and... If we try to, 
we still get shit on it. So you know what? Maybe maybe for the last five episodes, what they should do, they should make every show, every episode, very socially in your face. They're going to throw every social injustice at you. And then they're going to have a moral little PSA at the end of it. Because that's what the 130 episodes in 1983 to 85 did. Okay? was Everything was about social and moral conscience and and all these stories and whatnot. And then they had that little PSA at the end. Except maybe, you know what, maybe we'll get Captain America because everyone thought that was fucking funny in Marvel, but Masters of the Universe, apparently we forgot they did it. Um, I don't know, so maybe it'll be more memorable if we get Chris Evans to dress up as Captain America and he can come in and go, kids, now don't hate each other for loving this Masters of the Universe show. Like, fuck, man. And by the way, I'm not script. This this show is not scripted, by the way. I didn't write any fucking notes down. I'm strictly going off emotion on this. This will probably be the one episode you guys will probably hate me for. And honestly, at this point, <laughs> I kind of don't care. Uh, no. I mean, I love my audience. I love people. And I love my friends and whatnot and shit like that. But it's just... I can't believe that this is a fucking cartoon. Let's break this down. A fucking five-episode cartoon turned 40 and 50 year old men into crying babies online. There's no crying in baseball and there's no crying in Eternia either. Okay. And we elect grown men to run our countries. That's the worst part. You wonder why we have so many fucking wars? Cause men are babies. I do get it sometimes, you know, I know if I say this, I'm going to be woke, but, um, Sometimes I understand why women think men are fucking grown babies because they are. And it's, you know what the weird thing is, is like, like the comments I saw, like on different, like Twitter and on Facebook, well, Twitter's fucking shit. I mean, people are just fucking grumpy on there, but on Facebook and whatnot, it's like grown men in these pictures. Like these are men that got more white in their beards than me. And it's like, fuck, seriously? Like if you didn't like it, you could have just turned it off. Like, I know, like, sometimes I complain about shit on this show, but then again, people tune in to hear my opinions about this shit. I don't know why you guys do, but you do. Um, but, like, I am, I'm talking about movies, and I'm reviewing movies, so if something bothers me, I'll be like, all right, that didn't work for me. But I also have made it very well known on this show, people still put their heart, you know, their blood, sweat, and tears into these shows, and maybe you don't, you don't realize it because you don't see them, you know, because they're behind the scenes. But for every comment made online where people shit on this or, you know, complained about Tila's voice or complained about, you know, He-Man being a pussy or what, whatever fucking story people came up with, you do realize that the people that worked hard on that, like, you're shitting on them. Oh, I know. Well, then make it better. Yeah, I know. I heard that one, too. And it's like, you know what? I'm wasting way too much negative energy into this episode, but I'm doing this because I need to expunge this out. I need to put it out in the ether and let people hate me for it. Um, because personally, like right now where I stand, if you want a rating on my idea of this Masters of the Universe Revelation show, I'm kind of standing in between like a 7 and an 8. And I know like everyone's like, that's fucking blasphemy. Yeah, well, the original's still a 10 for me, okay? Like, because I grew up with that shit. But, um... But I will be honest. I mean, 
have you have you as a grown adult if you're a grown adult listening to this i realize that i may have teenagers listening to this too so if you as a grown adult have watched the masters of the universe cartoons from 1983 to 85 if you watch them today they don't hold up very well um that christmas special the he-man shira christmas special um, okay, it's not Star Wars Holiday Special bad, but it's not exactly great. I mean, it's, we love it because we grew up with it. I remember watching it on TV and I'm sure my mom was in the other room, you know, tying, getting the noose ready to fucking hang herself. But I mean, it's like, you know, it, what the fuck? Like, it's not good. But yet, I don't know, We we have this series that comes out. And like I said, five episodes. We don't even know what part two is like yet. And I know there's a lot of people who are like, oh, I'm not watching it. Well, then, okay, fine. Hopefully you're not bitching about it either when it comes out and you haven't watched it. Because that's that's the other thing, too, is a lot of people complaining online or complaining out in the ether of the world haven't even watched it yet. Oh, well, I read the reviews and I saw it's the Tila show, so I'm not watching that garbage. Okay pretty good that social media can dictate your thoughts that well gee i wonder why our fucking world is like it is if that's all it takes is for you to read something or to hear something and that all of your mind is made up fucking feeble that's all i have to say to that think for yourself question authority no um but it's wow anyways yes i'm sort of standing at a seven Maybe an 8 out of 10 on this. It's not. It's definitely not the best thing I've ever seen. I'm not going to lie. And there are moments with Tila that were kind of annoying. I'm not going to lie. I I wasn't completely 100% in love with this. As a matter of fact, when it was done, I kind of walked away and went, okay, not bad. Um, but then I saw the hatred that was growing for it. And I, I kind of felt like the Emperor in, in Star Wars, you know, or Return of the Jedi, where he's like, good, good, let the hate flow through you. And it was like, the more people hate this show, the more I'm actually starting to really love it. Just because I think it's hilarious that we've, we've taken, you know, supposedly grown masculine men. Oh, yes, look at me with my testosterone. They're like so manly and shit. But you cry like babies online. It's like, ah, I don't know. Apparently, He-Man knows how to conquer men. (laughs) I don't know. Hold my hand, He-Man. I need you in more and more of my TV show, man. Like, I don't know. The thing is, is that the show is called Masters of the Universe Revelation, and I'm really looking forward to finding out what the revelation is. Like, I think we're, I think we're already getting some of that. Like, what with Orko, for example, the Quin, Quinger, the Cringer uh, revelation of that. Like, Tila is the one who actually named him, and there was a bond between him and Tila before there was even a bond between him and Adam and stuff like that. Like, I, I think that's kind of cool. Um, the fact that, okay, here's the other thing, is that people are like, oh, well, they killed Adam twice. They didn't kill him the second time, guys. He's just stabbed. Um, he'll be fine. <laughs> I don't think, you know, it, Skeletor got stabbed and hit himself in a fucking staff, okay? Um, this is a, 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 a show about magic, okay? like, And that's the thing, too, like, okay. So let's say at the end of episode five that Adam is technically dead. You don't think they're not going to magically bring him back? Come on, they brought back magic to Eternia. So now pretty much anything is fucking game. (laughs) 
<laughs> Hello, use your fucking head. They forged the sword back together too. So all he's got to do is eventually say the words. And yeah, I know everyone's like, well, Skeletor's got the sword, the sword right now. Yeah, he does. I'm sure by the end of this, good will triumph and evil will suck because that's masters of the universe. And on that note, I'm going to stop because I probably have like no listeners left now. Um, probably talking to dead air, <laughs> but, um, that's my thoughts on it. Uh, I realize that not everyone is going to agree. Not everyone's going to like what I had to say, but I felt I should put it out there because I've seen a lot of shitty humanity over a cartoon. Really? Like, honestly, and the funny thing is, is like, I kind of, when I read the comments that Kevin Smith made about the fact that like, you know, back in the eighties, nobody ever got injured. You know, when I was thinking about it, he's kind of right. Because like, even in Looney Tunes, you know, when, when the coyote falls off a cliff, usually when we'd see him in the next scene, you know, putting together his new dynamite thing from Acme, he would be have bandages on sometimes. Sometimes his arm was in a cast. I mean, granted, it lasted five seconds, and all of a sudden he's like hammering away and completely back to normal. But at least we saw him get injured sometimes, like a little bit. You know what I mean? Um, so when Looney Tunes has like a little bit more injury than Masters of the Universe, I kind of get where Kevin Smith was coming from. But whatever. Um, and for those people that like think that I'm on this show, you know, basically sucking Kevin Smith's dick. No, I'm not. I'm not a fan of everything he does, but I'm not going to put the blame on a man who was approached by Mattel. Mattel came with to him with the idea and he thought he was doing something right. He put a lot of hard work into it and not bad for a guy who admittedly told everybody, look, I'm not the biggest Masters of the Universe fan. But he still did his homework. He still he looked deep into the lore and said, okay, let's do this, let's do this, let's do this, because it's never been animated before, and why would we recreate something that you've already seen? I gotta give the man props for that, because you know what? We live in a world right now where it's like, half of entertainment is taking a lot of chances, but it gets hidden under the rug because it's in the independent market. And the mainstream shit seems like it's constantly rehashed and regurgitated bullshit that we have already seen before. Um, just today announced three new sequels to The Exorcist and they're bringing back Ellen Burns, Burns, Burst, Bernstein, Bernstein, whatever her last name is. I never could say it. Um, anyways, yeah, she's returning to The Exorcist for three and this is the thing, it's a Blumhouse thing, again, kind of like they did with Halloween. Halloween, they're getting three movies, now they're going to get three Exorcist movies. I'm sure once the legal lawsuits are out of the way, they're going to get Friday the 13th as well, and probably bring back Nightmare on Elm Street, and even take a shot at Chucky, too. Um, it's the world we live in, everything's like regurgitated and being redone. That said, the new Chucky series looks fucking awesome, I'm so on board with that. And Dexter as well. Dexter looks fucking great. Um, I probably should have done this episode on the Comic-Con stuff that we just recently had. But I was kind of hoping to have a guest on the show to talk back and forth about that. Hopefully next week. Um, that's that, kids. 
Masters of the Universe for me is about, eh, let's say it's a seven. I don't want to say it's an eight because I still need to see the second half, but it's, it's standing at about a seven right now. I like what I saw. I don't get all the complaints. I don't get all the attacking of each other and stuff. But then again, that's humans. We love our wars. We love to fight. We love seeing each other suffer. That's humanity at its finest, apparently. It's sad because I really wish I didn't have to say that, but when a cartoon show can do this to people, well, I'll just do what everybody else has already been doing for the last half hour. You need to shut the fuck up. Hey, lick my plate, you dog dick. <laughs> What makes people all over America break down and cry like this? Call 1-900-9099-CRY and hear it for yourself. $2 for the first minute, 45 cents each additional minute. If you're under 18, ask your parents before you call. 1-900-9099-CRY.